Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Afternoon, evening, whatever the fuck you decide to listen to this. I'm your co-host, Billy DeVore, and sitting across from me as always is... Hey, how you doing? It's Lee Kimbrell, everybody. Nasty boys and girls, Ooh. welcome back. Welcome back. This is... Uh, sode 3. Sode, sode tree. Sode tree. Special uh, sode. Special. Very special. Uh, this isn't going to be like a normal one, because uh, we, we got... We got we, we already talked. We're moving and shaking, baby. We, we already talked uh, to somebody else and did it like an interview. We're gonna drop that for you. We interviewed Tom Tashia, who uh, do you do you know who he is? Yes, he's you met a, him. He's a very impressive individual, I must say. God, he's awesome. Yeah, and uh, you share a building with him. Yeah, and just found out kind of recently. Yeah, that like what he does. Yeah, it's so wild. Yeah, just like, right here in Cincinnati, Tom. What's he do, Bill? Tom uh, did all the statues in front of Great American Ballpark. The cool, like, epically done masterfully crafted you know the pete rose and frank mm-hmm. robinson and nuxie and bench and joe and all those guys all of them all of them it's, he fucking made them with his hands yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll talk about his pro we talked about so his process. fascinating it really is cool and then uh, we talk about like everything he did with all the pl- it's just we're so happy to bring this to you and this is only part one uh we're gonna go back next week and talk to him more about some other stuff you'll you'll hear but um we're real excited to bring it to you. Yeah, it's excellent. Um, and just, and you'll find out, but he's just the nicest dude ever. Yeah. We talked to him for like 45 minutes, and we could have talked to him for an hour, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was very cool. Learned a bunch of neat stuff. And uh, just anytime you get to talk to a, a yeah. master at his craft. And... and- See how he carries himself. It was just cool to be in the room. Yeah, and you, and it's kind of a different perspective from like you know we've always had like a third come on and it's like Burns and comedy, just some other dickhead comic, right? Just yeah. some fucking meathead dipshit. <laughs> yeah. And luckily we get to do we get to listen to him talk about baseball and the history of baseball from an artist's perspective. Yeah, so that's really cool. Um, to set you up, we're in his studio in Essex. Um, he's showing Lee the Phoenix, this very cool program he's working on where you, uh, it's a receptacle for recyclables. Made out of recyclables. It's Made sick. out of recyclables. A big giant metal Phoenix bird. It's, it's badass. So, cool. so here's part one of the new Nasty Boys. Also, Mike Webster, it's LaCroix. Still popped though. Still popped. So here's part one of the new Nasty Boys interviewing local artist, and world-renowned sculptor, Tom Tashia. 
Okay. It's really yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, nice choice of colors yeah, there. Yeah, right? That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How long have you been here? I've in been here city? for like over 10 years or more. It's been, I've been here forever. It yeah, feels, I was one of the first people to move in here. It feels lived in. Yeah, yeah. You oh, yeah. Like it's yeah. got a touch. And I got all kinds of crazy shit right here going on. Well, I guess like, yeah. But I'll show you this kind of stuff later. But this is not related to what we talk about. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, isn't that thing sweet? Yeah. Look how so, my tick. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm still kind of tweaking it here and there, but it's like Phoenix, you know, symbolizes recycling and, you know, because it dies and it's born again. You yeah, know? So, right, that makes so sense. It's made of recycled materials, plus uh, uh, I use it as a recycling receptacle. So you can, you know, Maybe. use like it Like your Atlas. Uh, like my Atlas, yeah. yeah. And he's going to go on tour. You, you'll, you'll see more, hear more about him and all that good stuff. And then all these beer cans, you see, it's not, yeah. I'm not like an alcoholic or anything like that. These all <laughs> donated by um, uh, Miller Coors, the Trenton plant. They gave, they gave me all this stuff. Dang it's it, pretty man. awesome. So, yeah, we yeah. can help yeah. you out in that. Okay, really big Phoenix or make a whole flock of these. Yeah, make a pretty yeah. donation. That just talk. looks like we just got done recording an episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I feel right at home. It's yeah, it's the... The new nasty boys can be, uh, yeah, you guys can be very useful. If I need the relief, you know, need to close things down. Yeah, yeah. you can get out, that's boys, it. Yeah, yeah that's need right. Need some beer cans. We're yeah. the closers. Chunky Norm's coming closers. out, baby. Well, where are we, Billy? We're in Tom's studio here in Essex. It's pretty awesome. Tom and I have become friends just from working down the hall with each other. And then just, you know, popped in and showed me all this how awesome long did stuff. You know, how, did, how long did you know that this was here? Like this, like, we literally... Cooperstown. We started talking, what, six months ago? I think so, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And like, just passing. Yeah. That's how big this building is, and it, I've been here for almost two years. It's I know, yeah. yeah. And there are people, I've been here for like years, and I don't even know. I start talking to them, and they're like, they say, oh, I've been here for four years, or something, yeah. something like that. And I was like, no way, like, what? You know, yeah. <laughs> it's such a yeah. baseball it's town, huge. and yeah. it just, no, nobody knows that Cooperstown is... Oh yeah, right here. Yeah, Cooperstown yeah. starts here it's in starts Cincinnati, Ohio. Hell yeah, yeah. You know as it should. You know what's even more crazy about this building? So Cooperstown is here, and then the Masters jackets are made down yeah, the yeah, hall. That's right. What is yeah. going on at Essex Studio? I know. Is that so weird? That is I know. Bizarre. It's like what? Yeah. It's awesome. Yes, really? it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so when they, when they got, you know, when the golfers, they, when they get the measure, yeah, it's Trent right here at the building, give yeah. some measures, the golfers, and yeah. take the green, that is and you the see it, you know, Augusta, yeah. yeah, and it's so cool when they, when you, when they put the green jacket on the guys, yeah. and you can see, when you see it, you can see it says yeah. Hamilton, mm-hmm. you know, Taylor, you yeah. know, you see that, and it's no way. right here, headquarters, right. and it just falls on their shoulders yeah, perfectly, yeah. perfectly, yeah, yeah. you know, Golly, so this man. used mm-hmm. to all be a Hamilton Taylor plant, That's right. okay, the whole thing, and then mm-hmm. eventually they downsized, you know, once you make the master jackets, do you really need to make anything else? Yeah, no. You work <laughs> yeah. once a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty good that's exposure right. too. Yeah, that's right. So, but yeah, this this is cool, and the guy who owns the building's awesome. Yes. He's also opening up another one in Morrow. That'll be really cool. Just another big creative space. Yeah, because nice. that's what most of this is, right? This that's is correct. mostly creatives out here. It's not that's like correct. a bunch of. You know, once no one, there's no conveyor belts with assembly lines with people just kind of honestly no, doing. You know, what's really cool about this place is all these various types of artists and like craftspeople. Yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff here is done by hand. Mm-hmm. We got all these small like you can say enterprises. You know, nothing big corporations anything like that. Mm-hmm. And we got like we got printers. You know, just as you know, and then we have painters, photographers, mm-hmm. and of course you know me, sculptors. You know, and uh, we have a, even a blacksmith. 
Yeah. And I would say what's right. kind of cool is if industrial civilization collapses, mm-hmm. this is the place where you can be yeah, industrial no civilization. Shit, dude. You know, yep. yeah. You come here because, and be clothed and and, yes. and create a fortress. And yeah, that's right. Weapons the weapons you need, you need too. Yeah. And there's like a guy that. upstairs who makes kale. Grow, grow, like kale bars yeah yeah so and food and all this kind of stuff you yeah. see we just need yeah. a grow room for vegetables and everything and this is a fully sustainable building we're done <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. we need a yeah. couple goats and we have two we crossfit come. gyms in the basement yeah see yeah we got everything here yeah i'm living here i'm yeah. living here <laughs> that's right yeah why haven't you already yeah. Wife won't let me. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how long have you lived in Cincy? I, I was actually born and grew up here. Okay. And then I yeah uh, up in like Kenwood, and then you know then I uh, I went to a uh, Indian High School, then went to University of Cincinnati, and then so during you're that through time, and through. Yeah, that's Cincinnati. right. Cincinnati. Yeah. Okay, right on, man. And then yeah. I was apprenticeship with a couple of artists in Cincinnati. It was uh, Karen Havenstreet, the portrait painter, and then Richard Miller, the sculptor. And uh, during that time period. Uh, uh, Kenner Toys used to be based here. Mm-hmm. They're the guys that do all the Star Wars yeah. toys and all that yeah. stuff. So there's a lot of sculptors in the area. Huh. And a lot of really very For talented toy ones. models and things like That's that. correct. And yeah. so I learned a lot from those guys because we used to have like a sculpture group meeting like every like Monday nights. We have like a model come in and pose but then there's a lot of people in our group and then yeah. would be like various sculptors and other people and I learned a lot of things from those guys and uh, yeah, it was pretty neat. you know. And yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting. Yeah, Cincinnati has all kinds of we were going to do all kinds of national and international stuff. You yeah. Know, well, I mean, Kenner also made, like, Kenner made the light bright. Yeah. You don't even think yeah. about it. Yeah. That's right. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> just downtown in the Kroger building on like the 17th floor. The mm-hmm. light bright was invented. Here. It's a beautiful thing. Pringles. Pringles. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the host, yeah. Invented here in Cincinnati. Yeah. And it was named, I think, after one of the streets, you know, local streets. So, like one of the, they're trying to come up with a name for it. I think there's a street called Pringle or whatever. No. So it's called Pringles or I something. I love it. Yeah. And the, you know, it's just, it's kind of wild, you know? <laughs> it is. You know? It's the most wild thing. So you yeah. grew up in Cincy. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Did you grow up a sports fan? Yeah, I grew up with a big Reds fan. Yeah. And it's cool because my parents were from Japan. And, of course, as you know, the national sport in Japan, it's not sumo. It's baseball. Yeah, no, yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so they're big, super big, big Reds uh, uh, fans when they, you know, when they came over. Well, my, my dad came over in 1964. My mom came over like like late 60s, 68, around that yeah. time. And uh, you know, he came over here for like finishing up school and all that, and so, and then you know they came out really came to Cincinnati at the right time because yeah. you know it's uh, you know the Reds yeah. were just hot you know that's oh when yeah the big they landed machine. in sixty eight seventy yeah that's yeah. just like, just as the big Red Machine and they were forming. already baseball fans yeah they were already yeah okay, cool. and then so and then and um, what's kind of cool is that. Uh, yeah, my dad's favorite player is uh, Joe Morgan, you know. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. And, you no know, he just way. followed all... And so I always heard about all about the tales of the big red machine and all the, yeah. the awesomeness that And was. then right behind you is a picture of you posing with oh, yeah. Joe Morgan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> so right. cool. Yeah. I love it. And that's so cool. Yeah, because I love... Yeah, that just... Like, yeah. It's just uh, I mean, one that's of my the, That's the pose that he's in on his statue. That's correct. More or less. That's correct. Yeah. Because I felt like with Joe, was, it was tough yeah. to come up with an idea for his statue, the pose, because, you know, he was good at so many things, right? I yeah. mean, he was offensive, awesome, you know, dominant, both offensively and defensively. And, yeah. and I thought, well, I figured, well, when we when I did those statues, you know, the we knew we were going to do the big four guys. So I knew, mm-hmm. like, well, Tony was going to be, has to be represented as a hitter. So that I thought, Drop okay. a bomb. Yeah. 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 And then Pete Rose, of course, had first slide. You yep. know? Yeah. And Easy. then, you know, Johnny Bench has got to be as the catcher, like, you know, you know, throwing it down. Throwing. So yeah. that left with, of course, Joe. And I thought, okay, well, now I don't want him doing batting because I got, you know, Tony mm-hmm. batting. So I thought, well, 
I might have him do something different, like where yeah. he's doing bass. Yeah, you know, show off that so, speed. The speed, that's right. Yeah. And, that's, and he had this huge lead-off, and, you know, first base lead-off, and he was, you know, like five seven five eight. He's you know, a and, small person. Yeah, yeah, but it's massive lead-off. So I thought, okay, this shows it off. So the pedestal in the scope is really long, and, you know, it has a little first base representative, and he's just like... Break it for a second. Is that tape? Is that a measuring tape in yeah. it? To is that how far? Yeah, yeah. We measured. It was like over twelve feet. Oh, it was something crazy. Yeah, you can see that there. Yeah, that's so yeah. wild. I'm and trying then, to think in my head: is mm-hmm. their first base a part of the sculpture? Like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, it's on there. It's on the the far end of yeah. For some it's, it's perspective, so, it's the yeah. whole point. Yeah, that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Man. And he's just it. like just break it. You know, I've always gone down to the stadium and like and loved. The aesthetic of our stadium and oh, yeah. your sculptures have—I've always appreciated them. But this summer is going to be so much cooler. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this, yeah it's going to be. And yeah. like all of the yes. all of the thought process that went into it. And then you're working on something real cool—the 1869 memorial. That's correct. That's so cool. That's it's correct. Yeah, deal. this is exciting. In fact, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was like a couple years ago or so. I feel like I don't know when it was, but Rick Wallace, the director of the Hall of Fame, yeah. the Reds Hall of Fame, asked me about doing something special for the 150 yeah and uh then he was talking about possibly doing bronze statues and all that kind of stuff but then i thought it i just felt it has to be something different yeah Mm -hmm. because number one the 1869 team was special because it was essentially a first of its kind never been before that's correct and at the same time you know it wasn't just something that's significant to cincinnati but pretty much all of Baseball, a pro baseball, yeah, you know, yeah. the whole world, the world, exactly. Of baseball, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, is, I thought it's got to be something grand. It's got to be something new. So I thought, well, if I do bronze statues, you know, of these guys, unless there's something really wild and crazy associated with it, it's not gonna. I don't feel it's gonna have the impact because, mm-hmm. of course, many of the ballparks now have bronze statues. So I right. thought I want to do something completely new and different. Yeah, and at the same time. You know, unlike say the guys like Pete or Tony and Johnny and uh, Joe, where people can relate to these guys, no, you know, no one living today can really have an ha, don't, they don't have an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. To, there's no facial recognition. No, mm-hmm. and, and there's know? no real like oh I you know saw him play and you know or right. you know my parents or anything you know there's none of that. This, it's all disconnected. So I thought, well, how do you how do you try to bring some emotional connection you know with the fans and all that? So I thought. I had this idea of something that might be kind of functional. So I thought about to build essentially like a pavilion, yes. kind of like a gazebo-like pavilion, you yes. know, and which then I thought if people can utilize, you know, people be, you know, can, you know, hang out, use it for, you know, just sitting out like during the summertime and, and it's then. It's a photo say, op. And a photo mm-hmm. op. Yeah. And then on this memorial, then I was going to put statements on it that t- t- captures what made this team special. Oh, you know, first cool. of all, this script on the exterior that says, 1869 Reds Cincinnati Red Stockings the team I think it was no that was called yeah yeah baseball's first professional team yeah oh that's you know? awesome and then in the interior of the pavilion when people walk in to be illuminated texts you know one of them would say something like yeah one of them was a quote by the president of the club you know, Aaron Champion he said mm-hmm. I'd rather be president of the Cincinnati Baseball Club than be president of the United States yeah 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 those are illuminated is it yeah like- they look, yeah there's gonna be like backlit so they're gonna backlit. be essentially like that's what I was looking for yeah during the daytime I think the letters are light colored and then the background's dark so they pop out and at night they kind of they'll, they'll 
they'll be illuminated from LEDs. Oh, that's And it's going to have a really kind of neat glow. Mm -hmm. And another one is awesome because, you know, they they were undefeated. They were basically like the big red machine. In 1869? Yeah, Yeah. undefeated. They played 57 games and they were undefeated. 57 and 0. I didn't even know that. (laughs) They they made the big red machine look, you know, like, you know, they were were just okay, you know? Yeah. Well, then there's a difference between them being the first pros and going out and playing like, ah, I'm just out here to play because I'm done bagging groceries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just killed a cow and now Um, I'm just here to hit four. That's right. Barber shift. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's so wild. <laughs> These guys are just like actually working out and perfecting. Yeah, which is cool because they had to have spring training. So Harry Wright, of course, as you know, you know, he's sort of like one of the main guys that were well, the, the one of the founders of this pro part of the team. You know, the pro aspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he actually got the guys involved in spring training, you know, which is, you know, which is, of course today we just think that's normal and stuff yeah, at the time. Yeah, I mean, this is crazy, unheard of. And, and then these guys, of course, like kind of what Billy was saying, you know, the other guys are just doing other things, you know. And, yeah, well, you know, their the off-season yeah. wasn't, they went to work. I think they went the, and got their normal yeah. job back. Yeah, you know, I think. Baseball was but, a hobby but, almost. But, the, but in 1869, during the spring training stuff, these guys were, they left their jobs and they were fully, you know, they became full professionals. They were mm-hmm. training from, you know, I don't know how long it might have been, like a month or two or whatever, mm-hmm. who knows. And then when the season started, they were like, okay, we're ready. You know? yeah. And they just went on. They went coast <laughs> to coast, just kicking everybody's butts. You know, I mean, yeah. it was unbelievable. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. I really like the idea, and it would take a real, you know, it would take someone like you, like a real artist, to, to, to like take that into consideration, just how impersonal a bunch of baseball players from 150 years is and just like the importance in making them seem like a team putting them all together as opposed to you know how many 11 yeah they're, they're well, actually going to be four. nine there's nine guys plus the sub and then two executives the one sub what? yeah the one sub <laughs> yeah, yeah that's so Aaron, Aaron Champion the president and then um, John Joyce the uh, essentially we call the chief operating officer who's the mm-hmm. club secretary yeah. so and those those the executives are at like it's basically like a clock you know they're at 12 and 6 yeah. mm-hmm. and then the players are in between just around yeah, yeah. so it's pretty cool how, how like, how's the, the research portraits. gone for that because I don't feel yeah. like there's probably not there's probably not a whole lot out there yeah the yeah there's actually a, a really good book which was written by you know John Arardi and Greg Rhodes mm-hmm. which you're all familiar with you yeah. know and then that was a good source in fact they're coming up with a like a, an updated edition, I think okay. it's coming soon. Published oh, in very I imagine in so. Term. They got a cap. Yeah. It's yeah. not. They they won't sell it on the one hundred and fifty first. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. 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 But I know, like, yeah, John. Uh, He's been his bus in his butt finishing up. Yes. You know, it's like, yeah, one fifty one, a little awkward. Another you know, one hundred fifty. Yeah. He doesn't have a life or anything. I know for the past uh, few months, all he's been doing, I mean, for the past several months, I think all he's been doing is working on this book. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's just, just focused on one thing, you know. How do you even you turn know. up stuff from that? Like, no. is it yeah. like great, great grandkids that have... Yeah, I think, yeah, there's a whole variety of sources, but this, you know, it's actually, there are a lot of interesting documents out there too, like New York Public Library has like the score book. Really? Uh, That's you know, cool. Yeah, and then... And then there's just all kinds of just you know, information from you know that era where you know there's like just people writing you know the different magazines and mm-hmm. things like that because they became these big superstar celebrities. Yeah. So there's all that material, and then and there's a fair number of photographs too. Of course, you know you've seen these portrait photographs yeah. of the whole team, you know, taken, and then uh, so there's a lot of material you know out there. It yeah. just gives you. Yeah. It gives me chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives me chills, just like. 
you know, 150 years ago, like we were just saying, they yeah. weren't Bryce Harper's and, and Joey yeah. Votto's. They weren't huge stars. They were just completely normal guys. Yeah. And 150 years later, they they get to live on forever. Yeah. yeah. It's just so, no. it gives you chills. Yeah. And like, you think yeah. about yeah. their family and like what that means. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it seems so insignificant they, a long time ago and now they just live forever. Yeah, forever. Yeah. They went to game by horse. Yeah. And yeah, buggy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, and now we have a four, like a, what, Bryce's $330 million oh, yeah. deal. Yeah, Bryce made more than like the, GDP of America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And now, now the what's interesting about the 1869 team, in some ways, it, it, there's like their route, like there's similar kind of relevance to the whole like Bryce Harper world too, because Aaron Champion, he just said, okay, I'm just gonna find the best players. So yeah. he went and, and a lot of the players are actually not from around here. Actually, they happen to be. There's one guy, Charlie Gould was a local dude but then the other guys are from like out in the east coast areas and a lot of guys from new york yeah. pennsylvania and all that he basically collected one of the guys actually the brother of harry wright george wright he was actually like the, he was the bryce harper he was pretty he good said, yeah. he was awesome he was, he was a, a tremendous athlete mm-hmm. and he was kind of like their star guy yeah. you know but all these guys they they you know went and collected the best guys you know at least what you know so they were had the mentality of course they weren't they didn't get paid, you know. Yeah. Kind of money, you know <laughs> but just the, the idea of ten, yeah, nine players, and a yeah. sub, you know, and one yeah. sub. Everyone's pitching. Yeah, can you throw believe, the ball? Yeah, I think it was like Asa Brainerd was the pitcher, you know, and then he and I. I think he he pretty much did all the pitching, yeah. you know. So and then <laughs> the I hell think, with your elbow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, you know? they didn't. You know, he wasn't pitching ninety miles no, per hour. You know, still, you know. Like, you know and, there's it's, no left-handed specialist coming out yeah. with a pen. And then also, you had to be like a wealthy person to be able to like. Ice your arm. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go down to the ice box and, and like yeah. just get something to put, yeah, it, put something so on there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. God, that's so crazy. Someone just brings out a giant block of ice on a towel. Yeah, just moving just, it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get a hole in it. You just stick yeah. your arm in. Yeah. It's such a trip. So when is that? When? What's the target date? That's uh, May fourth. So oh, that, boy. Yeah, May fourth was when. The, that was the first game of that 1869 season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when, and that's a Saturday, May 4th. So it will be 150 years to the day. Yeah. Pretty cool, isn't it? We'll be wild. there. Who's in town? Who are we playing? I believe it was, uh, who was that? Was it, uh, was that Is it Los Angeles or something like that? Okay. Something like that. Cool. I think it was something like that. It would be pretty cool. wild. Yeah. Just you to, know. ah. You know, it's just, you know, and it's cool because you see the, the, uh, Red Stockings, they travel by train all the way to California, you know, and they wow. played against like in the San Francisco area and all yeah. that. And it's kind of cool that, you know, if, I think if uh, I should actually know who they're playing on May 4th, but if it is Dodgers, I think it's cool because they got this, you know, it's kind of symbolic having Back a team from all, going, way, yeah, the West all the way up from the West Coast. Right. Except you know. they got here in four hours on first class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Versus, uh, yeah. That's such that's a right. trip. That's so, wild. Yeah, so that's the plan. It's going to be at the where the Pete Rose Garden is now. Yeah. So we're going to you know gut all that out, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be the the memorial is going to be open twenty four seven to the public. See, they're going to that's be the something beauty of Great American. Yes, yeah. is you can get that's to right. go down and and just observe all of the beauty yes. down there. Uh, like yes. it's a park. That's yeah. right. Yes, like it's, it's a ball it's, park. It's in yeah exactly. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Which Cleveland's great with that too. Yeah, for yes. sure. Just you know their their statue mm-hmm. of Frank Robinson going around and that's just. They're very good about that. So, what was the toughest statue you've had to build a Great American? Yeah, the toughest one, 
I would say it's probably uh, either Tony or, or Johnny. Now, people might think Pete, but... That's what I would see, guess. Yeah, but with because... Pete, it, yeah, that's right. right? You know? But with Pete, you see, even had I, I had the idea of doing the whole cantilever, mm-hmm. I just knew that I can work with these GE guys and have this sort of... And other engineers that are really super smart oh, and right. figure it out. Yeah. And in fact, they played a major role in that. So I just felt when it came to the actual, you know, like doing all the calculations and figuring out all the details of the fabrication, I just had it turned out over to them. Yeah, because you know, when you so look at it. was that, actually made my life so easy. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, about it. Just like the math that yeah. went into it. Yeah. I mean, how, how much does one of those things weigh? Yeah, they're about like 700 pounds yeah. or, this or something like Half that. Half a ton yeah. almost, yeah. and yeah. then you've just got it. Yes. It's just perfectly, Yeah, the weight is distributed. So that was yeah. all yeah. super smart guys. Yeah, super okay. smart guys. And then yeah. what, what was cool is, See, uh, I didn't want to create a sculpture where it's like most of these type of statues, you can usually see a structure element sticking right. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that was like so awkward and yeah, silly. It does. Yeah. And I said, I want to make one that's totally different. No one's, you know, just n- there's no visible mm-hmm. structure element. Yeah. It just yeah. looks natural. And then, and then, but I just knew like one of the cool things, again, about Cincinnati is that we have GE Aviation here is based mm-hmm. here. And then all those guys, you know, design all the jet engines that we fly on, or half of the planes we fly on, you know, yeah, those yeah. GE uh, uh, powered, uh, um, you know, airliners. And so I knew there's a bunch of guys there that would love to, you know, ha- have this sort of challenge and, uh, you know, and then figure it out. And, and I it's something different. Yeah, who it is, is, and they love, yes. Yeah. So I watched that thing on yeah. YouTube today. Yeah. Who was the guy, what was the guy's name that has the car that's the big red machine? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got it's a Brent. Mercury. Brent. Yeah, Brent Talkie. Hell yeah. And then this is cool, because this dude, this is funny, because I met him <laughs> at the All-Star Fan Fest. When I was working on that, okay. uh, I was working on this uh, artwork live, you know, at the uh, Fan Fest in 2015. Then I started just having, I just met, you know, Brent. He just, you know, we started talking. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and then, he, then he asked some questions about, and he was with his friend, uh, Bob, Bob Dugan. Mm-hmm. Both are, in a, and, and I remember he was saying, uh, oh, you know, we're talking about the Tony Perez sculpture at the time, because that was my next one. And then then they, then they said, oh, after the Tony, what's next? And I said, it's probably going to be Pete. And then they just, you know, I just lit up because <laughs> these two guys have like this, like serious man crushes on Pete yeah. and they even have this uh, like this uh, club that's called Let Pete In you yeah know, so wow. like, you probably heard about these, yeah, these yeah, guys yeah, yeah. and so uh, and I thought oh this is kind of wild and I remember I was talking and saying yeah I had this idea of doing a like, cantilevered you know uh, sculpture and blah 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 and then and, and the, the weird thing is this is actually crazy I always envisioned collaborating with GE at some point it just happened these guys were from GE you know and yeah. now Bob doesn't work he, he went on his own and all that but he used to work there and then I remember something about yeah I just need some people to come up you know work on the materials and working on uh, on like the calculations and all that and then Brett said well I'm a material scientist and it's like oh cool and his buddy named Tom uh, Wallace is does all the uh, like all he's good at all the math and figure out all this kind of stuff yeah. the calculations and and you know he said yeah we're talking to him and then and then Bob Deacon also involved in some materials he said oh they're gonna we're gonna use his knowledge as well and it's like so we formed this this like three this musketeer triad wow. of yeah. all these different yeah. skills brought together yes. by a love of the red yeah, yeah. It was so <laughs> love of Pete yeah, yeah. And Brent, for Pete's sake yeah for Pete's sake that's right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cool because Brent yeah I mean I mean he's like he actually went to the same school you know he went as Pete you know West High and okay. all that mm-hmm. and he was just been a huge mega fan of Pete you know growing up and all this stuff so and then you know and obviously a big mega you know you know big red machine fan yeah. that's why he's got literally a big red machine did Pete end up signing the hood for him? I don't think so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Because yeah. I remember seeing it. Yeah, yeah, he, wanted, so bad. He, he wanted it. He yeah. doesn't seem too far off base. I feel like yeah. if you just found yeah. Pete in the right mood, he'd do it. Yeah. I think. Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. He would just. Yeah. I mean, Pete's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. When you talk to him in person, all well, that. I understand. But yeah. he does have that, you know, obviously mood issue. Like if he's, you know, cranky or something, sure. he'd be like, you know, just piss off or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but he's always been pretty nice to me. But he, of course, on the other hand, he's smart. He knew I was the one making the statue, so he can't. Yeah. He can't. He got to be nice to me forever. Can, man. Yeah. And he's not the prettiest looking guy. I made him. I made him look good. As yeah, you can see, did. that's not how the real Pete looks like. No, the portrait. No, I made it's it. like a Greek god. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I made him. You know, I did a little plastic surgery on him. And, uh, yeah. We should be feeding him grapes right now. Yeah, yeah that's he looks right. That yeah. good. So I wanted that his statue to be like really heroic. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has a heroic look. So I want to take some liberties, make it more romantic and idealized in many ways. Yeah. That's what I'd like to do. So obviously yes. a lot of mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the sculpture has it comes down to your style, your taste, and however you want to make it look. Are there yes. any sculptures around the country that have like a little thing that makes you smile that you might that like the average person wouldn't be able to look at it and see? Do you have any like little Tomisms that you hide away in anything? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. like a little. You're talking about like the like little Easter eggs or yeah, little things. Yeah, Easter eggs. Yeah, and actually, I pack a lot of my work with all these Easter eggs. See, yeah. so for example, that's the artist angle of it. That's yeah, so cool. So one of the things is, for example, we talk about Pete. If you, uh, okay, this is in, uh, I had uh, the rosy reds help out with the sculpture, and you know yeah. the rosy reds, of course, yeah. is the, all yeah. the group yeah. of yeah. female fans and all yeah. that. And my I, wife's joining this year. Yeah, the dancers, so I get. Great. I gave a talk with them, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was like, I think it was that year, 2017 or 16, I can remember now, it's yeah. time flies. Mm-hmm. And then, so I remember talking with them, and then I said, hey, if they want to help out with the Pete, you know, you know, they, you know, they'll be, they'll be uh, totally more than welcome. And, uh, you know, they said a, a group of them came down to the studio, and they, they put the clay, so when I enlarged the sculpture, the full size, mm-hmm. you know, then, you know, it's done in foam, then I have a, I put a skim coat of clay on it, just so yeah. I can model it and do detail. And so I had the whole, rose, a bunch of the rosy reds, uh, put the clay on. They actually had their hands, yeah, on, hands it. on it. So, and so then, and, I'm imagining yeah. what that means to yeah. them when they go down there. And yeah. so, oh yeah, and then they had so much fun. I mean, <laughs> we just kind of made like a little party and all that. And, uh, and a couple of them, I mean, they were just like massaging the clay on his butt. It was so perfect. And yeah. so I thought, oh, and then anyway, the cool thing is so. When this, when I was done with the bronze, or, or when I was done with the full size, mm-hmm. and it was in the, there's one process of the bronze casting. I it was in the wax stage. I had carved a little rosy red on on Pete's left ass cheek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And it's it's on it. It's a little rosy there. It just came a little flag, and then I put rosy on it. So you see a little rosy. Uh, like, so look at look I'm at Pete's go ass there from yeah. here. You see yeah. it right, yeah. Right, yeah. right yeah. on his It's on there. Bungee. It is awesome. Yeah. You heard it here. Yeah. That's so <laughs> cool, yeah. Tom. <laughs> Thanks. And then a lot of the engineers and a lot of people helped out, then their their signatures are hidden like Yeah, like the, the equivalent yeah. of putting your initials in the wet concrete. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, so they're, they're yeah. all on there, you know, and then you know, and then different ones I do for fun. This is actually here's another one. Another guy I always love to death is of course is Joe Nuxaw. Yeah. And he's one of the coolest people. Nuxie's the most awesome guy around. It's a killer statue too. Yeah, oh yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, I always remember now, the thing about Joe is that yeah, what I was loving, he's just so down to earth and he's just very witty and fun. I remember, you know, he would come down to my studio and, you know, he would, you know, critique the piece and all that and it was really wonderful. And then one time I was, and of course, as you know, his sculpture is 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 designed so it looks like he's pitching to yeah. Frank Robinson's yeah. statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I talked to, I told, uh, when I was uh, talking to Joe, I said, hey, Joe, you know, by the way, I'm having uh, Frank Robinson hit. His statue hit looked like he's hitting a homer off your pitch. <laughs> and, and I said, is that okay? You know, and he said, oh, that's perfectly fine because, 
you know, he's you know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great and one of the greatest hitters yeah. of all time. You yeah. know, he's not like a little squirt like you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. dig. I love yeah. it. And and then, and then and and just because you know, I always got along with Joe and all that. You know, everything was cool. Yeah. And I also know that Joe liked you know, smoke you know, a lot, yeah. and he liked to drink. Do you like? Yeah. You like, and nothing wrong with all that yeah, stuff. He had yeah. a little bit of ice with the smoking because I knew his wife didn't want to be smoking. Sure, right. But his statues, he, as you know, he's in the uh, follow through, you know. And then um, if you look at his hands, I designed it so you can put a bottle of beer in his hand. The thing is, you can put a uh, yeah, you know, it's just designed just perfectly. You just fit it a bottle right there, and then you know, and wow, so you can you can you can be just holding it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah that the beers, the bottles that they said the ballpark. I think they got little fatter ones. I don't yeah. know what the uh, what ounce they are, but they little you know they don't fit. Yeah. But if you get just a standard, you know, twelve like ounce, twelve ounce, we'll make it out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll make it yeah. out. Yeah, we will. And I never really mentioned that. I think this is probably the first time I'm talking about it. That's in that's so cool. Yeah. I love so you got some new. Crazy, so yeah. and then just listen to the podcast, yeah, got some wild new stuff. Hell yeah, yeah. That's so cool! So, there are all kinds of little things I could throw in, you know, like that. Yeah. But yeah, with but Tony, it was really cool because he was definitely one of my favorite people. I always yeah. loved Tony. And so, and then when his sculpture was unveiled, it was it was the 50th anniversary mm-hmm. of his marriage to Patuka, his wife. Okay, and so on the back of the batting helmet, I just put Patuka, his name on there. So, it's really cool, oh, it's a little nice little special yeah. symbol, you know. I like to do things like that, make it extra. Did you, nice. did you ever see them all interact together? Like when they would have the statue unveiling? Like mm-hmm. those are some big egos grinding. Oh together. yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, how how yeah. cool is it to witness that at an arm's distance? Yeah, it's just it's pretty. Yeah, I guess they, they all they, you know all those guys they they love to banter a lot. They like to joke, so there's always yeah. the, like kind of like you know. And they all coexisted when they were like at the peak of their careers. Yes, that's you right. Know? And now that they're yeah, I think. And I think those, the big four, oh yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt there. Oh, no, but, no, yeah. not at all, not yeah, at all. I think because, you know, all those guys, you know, they, they knew the, the big four guys, all the, you know, they knew get, they were getting, so they were all kind of like just having fun and, you know, it's yeah, all yeah. like a big party thing. I think if they didn't know, like, let's just say we just did Johnny, but then the other guys might feel a little like, hey, am I getting a statue? Right. What is my mm-hmm. statue? You know, but they knew it's all part of the deal. In yeah. fact, yeah. it was actually Johnny, I think, that suggested, I think, you uh, you know the when when uh, the Reds said they're going to do his sculpture, he said, "Well, he felt he should just be the only one." Said, "You got to do, you know, you got to do, you know, you know, Pete, Pete and you got to do, you know, John, Joe, uh, Joe Frank, and then and all of yeah, yeah." And I think, mm-hmm. and I think he just mentioned just the four, but I don't really know exactly. It'd be nice to do all eight. Definitely, you know, I don't yeah. know. That's you know, we'll see what we have room there. for it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> ultimate catcher move, looking out for everybody else. Yeah, classic, yeah, yeah. Man classic in the field. two spot, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah, and Johnny is just great. You know, he's yeah, he's just was fun to work with. And I remember he's meeting him for the first time where. Uh, you know, it's just seeing, shaking his hands. They're so big. I love you know. the physical attributes that oh, yeah. do shine through because, I mean, they are life-size. <laughs> One of my favorites is uh, Ted Kluzinski. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the sleeveless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his biceps are... It's, it's they're, massive. They're yeah. 22 yes. inches around. They're like that yes, big. Yeah. Pythons. And, and you really yeah, get yes. an idea of it when you stand next to that statue. You're like... Yeah, he was God, a big he dude. Probably scared people in the sixties. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't he, look like his, that. His widow Eleanor, you know, said something. I think it was when he was born. I think it was fifteen pounds or something like that. <laughs> and then just, something, just, just, yeah. just like he's not human. Like it was like it's just like just yeah, yeah. he's like a bear. You like know, a and then, freak show, yeah. car side show thing you see in a tent. Yeah, and I asked her also if he worked out a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. like oh look at this, you know, yeah. and I'm Poland, this big this giant monster. giant from Poland or whatever, you know, yeah. and then and then he. 
Uh, apparently, but he didn't even really work out. I mean, he didn't like lift out. So I yeah. lift weights and that. But I guess during that era, I think he might have grown up. I don't know if it was like some place where he was doing a lot of physical activity. I was like about a to say, it's probably manual labor. Yeah, a lot of manual hay labor. Back yeah, through bales of hay over his yeah. head. Yeah, I believe that's what you know. She said something like that, but he didn't like literally just just you know designate you know time to just lift weights. Yeah. I mean, it was just a big. You, you brought it up twice, yeah. and I was already I was gonna bring mm-hmm. it up. So I would imagine you're interacting with these people's families. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I mean, you've got you know Tony's Tony's wife's on the back of it, and you're and we're mm-hmm. and you're talking about you know. Ted's widow. I mean, that she's a very old woman. Like yeah. now, it's like it, it, just to be brought back into it. It's like no, here he is in all his splendor. Yeah, and it's, live yeah. forever. Yeah, you know? and, and so will you with yes. him. Like right. I would imagine to the families, it means more than anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It just means it's so special. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, it's a. Uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's it's the most you can't more put than into anyone. Words. Yeah. More than anyone yeah. involved, like sure. the brother or the mom or the <laughs> widow yeah, yeah. or the wife or the daughter would just be like, yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> does that does that weigh any like a pressure or is it more of like an adrenaline rush? Like I have to do this right so I can just everyone's gonna see it forever. Yeah, I think does I think that, it's one of those things where um, I'm and I, I'm in doing this. Long enough that I figure, like, uh, I just, whatever a project I got to do, I just put in my 110%. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's just something I'm doing for, like, a private thing or something for, like, a friend of mine that, you know, this is, is going to be a little piece or something. Or if it's, you know, yeah, like Tony Perez. It's, yeah. to me, I just kind of view everything equal, you know. Yeah, I just yeah. say, you know, it's just, just and to look at it. I just think of, like, these guys, they're just people at the end of the day, I say, yeah. you know, that's how I yeah. kind of, because that's a really cool point you make that because, if I, I just figure, like, if I view these guys, like, really extra special, I would feel like I could screw things up. Yeah. Because I start just psyching myself you out. put them up on a pedestal. Yeah, and I start, like, oh, I got to make it perfect. I got to do this yeah. or whatever. And then next thing you know, you just do, you make all these mistakes, you know. Yeah. And then, but I, but it's a psychological thing. And I just say, hey, it's just, just people. Yeah. You know? just, and, you know, another <laughs> just another person. And then, then I just have fun. I think the key is to have fun. You know, yeah. as long as I'm mean, having a good time and... You know, just and that's that's the key. I think. That's, I would imagine yeah. the process mm-hmm. itself is meticulous and slow. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, what is a mistake in Tom's words? Like, I guess. I well, mean, like, can like, you like take a sliver out of something too big and not be able to patch it? Or well, I'm a layman, obviously. Oh no, like, it's what's no. But these are great questions yeah. because see, this is interesting. You bring this up because. You see, this this is really kind of cool, and <laughs> it's because it just deals with my personality. One reason I love working clay is that if I screw something up, I have a bad day, I can fix it. Yeah. You know, the following day. In fact, this is funny because you see, when I was growing up, even when it comes to sports, I used to do like running and all that. Yeah. I didn't. I never got on any kind of sports where if it came down to like one thing, I got to make that hit or yeah. I got to make that catch or if it's a short distance and I got to man, I got to nail that. Yeah. I can. I can, I just. You know, I always had these weird anxieties, so I never did. It would, it's well, the but, team element but, of it. Though. But it's the that yeah the distance stuff like the long distance stuff I'm like you know then I figure if I make a mistake if I'm doing like a 5k or whatever marathon or whatever you screw up a little bit here and there it doesn't matter you yeah. can always make it up yeah. and with clay I always got into sculpting that because you know if I screw up something I can or like let's say you're talking about like I'm modeling something like yeah. an ear or a shape and I accidentally slip and it's in a way it didn't look right or or you know whatever you know I can fix it but yeah. it was like wood or you're carving out a stone or, you know, or something or blacksmith yeah I mean those things have got to be done you got to nail some of those things just right yeah. you know where like water people do painting with like watercolors and you know you, you know you got to nail it you know mm-hmm. you, you got one shot and that's it you know and then 
it's game over, you know. Right. And so I was like working clay a lot. I and like then, the nature so. of a sculptor then, just because yeah. I would imagine that translates in life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine that you, you you like overly beat yourself up over things that you've done or anything. And you know, you just you well, just realize that life goes on. Yeah, like a yeah, mistake yeah. Doesn't make you. Yeah, you know? yeah. At the same time, yeah. yeah. I just figured like I'm always learning things. Like I, to be honest, I'm not really happy with anything I've ever done. Sure, in the sense yeah. That yeah, the we totally get the that. Yeah. Of it curves it's always yeah. yeah. So you know, even the, the piece down in the ballpark and all that. You know, there's always I see things like oh, I could have done this better sure. or whatever. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. And and there are definitely things I can see like it. Mm-hmm like to definitely improve on it, all those pieces, you yeah. know, but at the same time, in the grand scheme of things, I'm happy with them, you know, I said, oh, well, I did what I, the best I could do at that time, yeah, you yeah. know, and again, like I said, I'm working with clay, you know, it's, it is a long process I'm working on, like a lot of it's designed, like where you, where the arm goes, like when I like Johnny Bench, you know, where that arm is, it's got to be just right yeah. location, and uh, uh, like, and I had a, uh, I worked with uh, George Foster on, you know, yeah. but, uh, on uh, Antony and uh, Johnny, a lot and he was there modeling for me and then at the same time he would also say okay this is where the arm would be in this particular part you right. know, oh, wow. and things like sure. that and, and those things are tough because you're not going to make sure it's just right but at the same time I want to make it look good as a sculpture you know so there's all these different you know, all these kinds of things yeah, going like on two yeah. degrees on an arm slot mm-hmm. could make it look completely awkward that's yeah. correct yeah it absolutely would make right. a, that, yeah. the greatest catcher of all time look like he doesn't know how to throw exactly <laughs> right yes. like, that's pressure yeah. and that's and, a yeah, weird thing sure but I, was, I felt confident because of like George, you know, because he would say, he would look at the back foot on like say Johnny and say, well, I should maybe be here instead of there or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then the same thing, then it enabled me to focus on like a lot of the artistic elements. And yeah. Then, yeah. So one of the things you see with like say with Johnny, I exaggerated the arm size because you know, he did have this powerful arm, but then also it's more expressive. I want to show the power of that right arm. There, yeah. <laughs> just like, basically if I'm playing just to take out a runner. Yeah. On your knee. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's so crazy. I yeah, mean, yeah. and the fact that, yeah, he, yeah, a lot of times he can be just scratched down like that, mm-hmm. or he's able to pick up a ball real fast, get up, and then boom, through. I mean, just the yeah. speed and the power of that is just and unbelievable. Trying to capture that in oh a my, status. Yes, yeah. that is correct. And that's that, wild. And that's where I do like these exaggerations. You know, it's just like any kind of thing, like in any uh, art. I think what makes it different from being like a technical thing versus an artistic thing is that you want to do things which you can exaggerate and you know, show cinema emotion or whatever, you know, yeah. convey those power and things so you know exaggerate the sizes that shows how crazy george foster's memory is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh you yeah. had him there yeah. that he knew like that oh yeah from 35 years ago no no no. move that yeah, yeah, back yeah. a quarter inch yeah yeah so there's a little bit of george in every one of those statues <laughs> yeah yeah now he didn't do, have anything with the uh with pete or joe uh because it wasn't anything particular where it wasn't like a swing or okay. a particular thing but you know the other yeah those two other the ones the, the, yes absolutely yeah, those two, that's George was, and George is like jacked right now. You, you've yeah. seen yeah, him. Yeah, I saw him. He's like yeah. ripped. He looks Seriously. great. Yeah, so he was, he, like all the musculature, you see a lot of that, that's all Joe, like all the, the shoulders, the traps and all that stuff. You see a lot of those all inspired by by, uh, by uh, uh, George, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the arms, all the muscular, all that, you know, the biceps, triceps, and all that kind of stuff. That's all like, uh, yeah, so George actually has two statues on it. That's awesome. But he's he's also one of the funniest guys too. He's so entertaining. You know, he's 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 you know, one of my favorite people. <laughs> I, uh, I was at the Johnny Bench MLB Network yeah. thing where they showed Johnny's yeah. documentary, mm-hmm. and George heckled Johnny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like get him, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and Pete just looks over like, "What are you doing?" There's a movie going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gave him that look like. 
Shut up! Yeah, it was so great. <laughs> yeah. George Foster is an often forgotten member of those yeah. big red machine teams. And it's yeah, and it's uh, too bad because you know he's definitely one of the key. I mean, oh, he's so huge, important. Yeah, you know, an element. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. and, and he was amazing hitter. Of course, you know, silver slugger guy and all that. Yeah. And you know, I think he should be in, in Cooperstown too, in my personal opinion. Yeah, I agree. It is. Yeah, and certainly with certainly Davey Concepcion and those two. You know, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Such a shame they both yeah. didn't get in. But you never know. They they may eventually get in. Who knows? You know, yeah, you should knows. have a vote. Yeah. I mean, it, it's foolhardy that you don't have a vote. I mean, baseball writers, sure, sure. Yeah, most of them know what they're doing. But there's, come on. But the veterans it's making the plex. Well, the veterans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna vote. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna work with a guy whose face is most symmetrical. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Tom wants to induct Brad Pitt. Into yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care if you play baseball. He looks good. Yeah, you know? Look at that sculpture. You're yeah. so good at Moneyball. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. So I mean, you. Did, I know that we're going to talk about Cooperstown a little bit more. Yes. Uh, next time. Yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. It, it, we're on your schedule, brother. But uh, yeah. I mean, as far as going up there, is there mm-hmm. anything quite like that? I've no, I just, I just, I oh yeah, you somehow. guys, yeah. In fact, I'll let you know, when the, like, because I always go every year, and then if you guys want like little VIP tickets or whatever, you're gonna hang out with me, and, and we, I mean, it's an awesome party every time you go. Yeah, up there. I can't imagine. In fact, I've been going up there every year, you know, since I started, and it was since 2016, and it's actually kind of like the movie Groundhog Day because it's. It's like that. It's like I go through a certain routine that's exactly every the same. time. Every yeah. single time, Probably the same everything's faces. the same. Yeah, the yeah. same faces, the same thing. I see Johnny and Joe and you know Tony, and then and then there's a person named Nancy that's like works. She's like uh, at the door. She's like one of the gatekeepers of the, the hall. Yeah. I see her every time. And we talk about Derek, uh, Derek Jeter. Like we have the exact same conversation. It's hilarious, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, like, and then, and then, but in the whole town, it's this little small place. It's beautiful place. It's absolutely gorgeous place. Yeah. Yeah. town is, you know, on this lake. It's just a. And it's just a wonderful time. They have the parade and, of course, the induction ceremony. Do we know why it's in Cooperstown, New York? Yes, it is. This is crazy. In fact, awesome book to read. Highly recommend. It's called Cooperstown Confidential. And it it talks about the whole story of why, you know, like, yeah, the Hall of Fame is in Cooperstown. It really started, it's kind of, it's a very American story because their folks at Cooperstown wanted to bring tourism to that town. Yeah. And so they... They actually came up with, they just made up all the story that baseball was founded there. It was this total entrepreneurial thing. Really? Wow. Yeah. And they just said, yeah, let's say, you know, let's just say, hey, Cooperstown. Home yeah, of yeah. baseball. Home <laughs> of baseball. And, yeah. then, and then double did, right? You know, yeah, the, the support general, he was a real popular guy at the time. They said, well, let's make him the inventor of baseball. Because <laughs> the dude probably never even played baseball and probably yeah. had anything to do with it. But he was just some popular guy. So they said, okay, so double day and then space ball. And this, and this town, like, that's what happened. So it was just a ploy. It's, all, it's fake news. It's, it's yeah. all fake news before you had, well, fake news always existed. Yeah, you know, right, right. Now it's Total. the word, the term. Yeah. And so that's, it's all a mythical thing. And I think that's pretty cool. I think it makes it even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's awesome. Totally. Yeah, because yeah. it's this total mythical place. And it is like, you know, you're celebrating all these heroes. And it is just some kind of magical thing. I like know? that it's off the beaten path. Yes, yeah. that's like right. The it's fact not, that it's not in Times Square. Yeah, yeah, that's right. In fact, because the real, if you're going to pick one place that would have been 
baseball is home, it would have been like Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah. But you know, yeah. New Jersey is just not a good place. No, you know, no, New Jersey, no. Like, no. You, you don't want, you know, New Jersey. Yeah. Fun, no, 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 no. You know, well, I like that no. it's a pilgrimage. I yeah. like the fact that Cooperstown. for the most yeah. part, there is, there's Constant. no reason That's... to go to Cooperstown unless you're going to the Hall of Fame. Yes. You know, and I'm well, sure yeah, I'm well, sure that citizens of sure. Cooperstown wouldn't say that. I'm sure yeah. that there's some actually, fine eateries. Yeah, oh yeah, there's actually like, really good. Plan worked. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. world sure. at that time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there would be no reason to go to yeah, Cooperstown. Sure. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. and then now, yeah, yeah it's like the whole know, town sprouted from it. Yeah, and there's a little town sprouted, and then they do have all the cool things there mm-hmm. now too. They got some good farm table food and all yeah. that stuff. I would and so. they got some nice little museums there too in that area. That's not really baseball related either. And uh, hmm. but you're absolutely right. In the beginning, the, yeah, there's nothing. I mean, why would anyone go to like yeah. Yeah, in the middle of just in the very center of New York, it the state, yeah. middle cut, of nowhere, just cutting down the trees, like turning yeah. in the baseball bats, and someone's like, I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> so freaking wild. But I'm gonna pick up that book as soon as we leave. Yeah. I'm gonna put it in my Amazon card. Cooper's yeah, Town yeah, Cooper's Channel Show. Yeah, it's yeah. great book. Just uh, it's a good page turner. I love yeah. it. You know, you, you can you can just yeah just fly through keep that. Keep going into yeah. It. <laughs> wow. All right. But anyway, yeah, let's definitely yeah. We'll continue. Yeah, we'll we'll come yeah. back. Tom, we'll thank you, man. I cannot wait yeah. like yeah. to keep talking. This yeah. is thank I'm you. over the yeah. moon. All of this. Oh yeah, is cool. So good cool. stuff. Good material. Yeah, no, it's killer material. People will love to hear. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, how about that? How was that? Oh man, so good. It was great, right? It's so good. I it was uh, it was almost even better listening to it, Bill. It was so great. We listened to it in real time. We sat at the kitchen table. Yeah, full forty five minutes, and we're just in awe of, how, of our interview interview skills. That's how much a narcissist we are. <laughs> uh, it really is amazing how good our voices sounded. They sounded great, and how fucking cool Tom was. You know what? We should have dropped an audio commentary on the interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just... I was talking. No, no. I was asking this question and what I was thinking yeah. when this happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was cool. I mean, it was it was fun. Uh, I was impressed with how well you made it sound. Because it was just our mic sitting on a chair in yeah. the middle of a big ass warehouse. Yeah, we're... Uh, but it was you know, Tom and Billy were standing throughout the entire interview. Yep. And I kept sitting and standing up intermittently. Yeah. I felt really bad uh, about that. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry about those dudes down the hall that were just like yelling at each other. Oh yeah. That was weird. It, I, I, yeah, I don't know what kind of workplace manner that was. Well, that was bullshit. Over at Essex. Not my art studios. Don't they know the fucking nasty boys Mm-mm. are talking to Nasty Tom? Yeah. The even third Tom, nasty boy? Well, Tom, exactly. <laughs> the, the new third nasty boy. Yeah. He's here. He brought that up like immediately when uh, we got into his room. It yeah. was in jest, but it was like, oh, nice fun, fun joke. Yep. Breaking the tension. Also, you knew that there were three nasty boys. That was tight. So, we're cool. When are you going to make their statue? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're going to just erect a statue of us? Tight. Looking around the studio and just, you know, seeing the the first drafts of the Pete Rose head on that statue of him driving down and, you know, or diving home in, into home plate. And it was just very cool. You could tell that he was, uh, he seemed pretty sure of himself. Of course. Didn't he? Don't, I think like... Confident but not arrogant. Never. And knowledgeable to a point where it never felt like he was talking down to us. Always. Uh, I like the affirmation of, you know, you ask a question or a leading question and then he'll say, correct. 
Yeah. And it just, it's, it's like, thank you, you fucking smart genius man, for making yeah. me feel smart. Smart man, good with your hands. Yeah, yeah, it's good with your hands. So Fuck yeah. So he's great, and like he's going to come back and talk more about Cooperstown and his experiences with that. He's got a really cool story about Trevor Hoffman. Yes, That dude. I can't wait for you to hear. I know. It's so cool. Um, but we're we're gonna get to see some pretty cool stuff. You can't see it, but we can see it. Um, and what a, the master jackets? Yeah, isn't that rad? That geeked me out. Yeah, I couldn't believe that. That's so wild. Yeah, and I just walked through that office casually the other day, just right there. Yeah, and like he's got you know pictures of his dad playing golf with with uh, Nicholson. No way. Yeah, he's got a scorecard where he beat him. What? Yeah. Damn, pretty rad. That's pretty fucking badass. Yeah, dude. I mean. It, it's sneak since he's so sneaky, dude. It's sneaky, cool, baby. Yeah, that's just the best. like the Reds are gonna sneaky win mm. the Central, baby. Yeah, <laughs> real sneaky like. Sneaky. <laughs> I'm so excited. Yes, me too. This Lacroix is going down nicely. Real smooth. You know, we're, we're the lemon and lime boys right now. Mm. Ah, so ah. effervescent. Very effervescent. Let's uh, round third and head for home then. Diving in, baby. Head first. Uh, what do you got this week? Uh, this week coming up uh, fr- Friday, March fifteenth. Yeah, we got the hub. Yeah, Neon Cat at the Chub. Yeah, um, you, me, who else is on it? You, me, Chris Weir, Cal Jansen are the locals. Nice. And then I've got some out of town folks coming. I got David Brooks and Alexi Madrid coming in from Indy. Oh, Alexi's very funny. yeah, very funny. I haven't met David yet. I've only heard good things. God damn it, he is funny. And then I got a guy. Excuse me, Jeff Allen coming in from Lexington. Oh, nice. Funnier than hell. Uh, you know. Which one's Jeff? Have I met Jeff? No, I don't think so. Work is sparse down there in Lexington. Oh, yeah. So, you know, throw a bone when you can. Get the good boys up. Yeah, Jeff's funny as fuck. It's going to be a good show. Good. And shout out to friend of the pod, friend of the human, Chris Walker. Yeah. We're going to go over to his place beforehand. That's right. Have a little chill session. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Chris, thank you for all of that. Yeah, you're always the best, dude. So that'd be good. Uh, Yeah, Hub next Friday. Other than that, um, next week in Go Bananas is Candace Thompson. From From Cincinnati. From Cincinnati. uh, Lives out in L.A. now. She was just on the Joe Rogan podcast a couple months ago, she's a regular at the comedy store. She's a real badass. Yeah. So come out and watch her. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be sick. F- uh, O'Neill's featuring, right? Big fat ass Josh O'Neill <laughs> in the middle. Curly haired, yeah, robbing. It's, it's going to be a fun. Yeah. Early 90s, steal your shit. Yeah. Home alone looking motherfucker. Yeah. I roasted him. I got him real good. You got him. Ah! So, so good. I thought that through. No, that's fine. Uh, I would say he might be listening, but there's a 100% chance he is not. No, he's not. Yeah, no. Not a baseball guy. If this was a burger podcast. If this was a podcast about mm. mediocre hamburgers, <laughs> then most certainly he yeah. would be listening. He would call it Between the Buns. <laughs> Between the Buns. Because this is all meat. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next week? I have uh, this, this coming up. So uh, when this drops, I'm at Below Zero. It's I'm featuring for Marston Kelly. Very nice. Who? Where is she from? Is Chicago. She, okay, that's what I thought. Dope. Very funny. Very funny person. Um, uh, Tanner Hines is on this sh- show, Lauren Hutton, Ricky Glort. It'll be a fun time. Five bucks, whatever. They have a two drink minimum. I don't know what the deal is that that is, but interesting. Here's the thing: you can get a truth for three dollars on draft. Cheers. So yeah, that's a good deal. You can spend five bucks to come see me do twenty minutes of comedy, and then get drink two truths for six dollars. 
That's a good sell. It's eleven bucks. I'll do that. That's perfect. That's a good sell. Friend. I'm all about it. Um, so there's that. Uh, and then March 28th, 9th? Oh, that Friday. It is the 29th. Oh, Friday wait, well, I'm the, at the 29th. Hub. Friday the 29th, I will be featuring a Go Bananas uh, for Brennan Air with his uh, CD recording. Fuck yeah. Album recording, not a CD recording. I plugged uh, next weekend, if you're listening, in Cincinnati on Friday, March 8th. That means today mm-hmm. or tomorrow or Sunday. Go see Lisa Landry. Fuck yeah. She's so funny. She's a fucking delight of a human being. Yeah, she is. Not to brag, but we've got two female headliners in a row. And uh, and that sounds hacky to say. No, it's not. But, you know, it doesn't happen a lot. No. And Bananas is we're moving in the right direction. To the future. You know? It's a weird thing. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. We're trying. It's a weird line that you got to walk where if you... Preach it too loud, it seems disingenuous. But if you... But also, walk the walk. Exactly. Don't talk the talk. Walk, walk the, the walk. and walk. Yeah. And, uh, and put out yeah. quality. It's not even about, like, you know, any of that stuff. They're funny. They're funny. And They're for a funny. long time, admittedly, there were a bu- there were funny women that would get overlooked mm-hmm. because the fact that they were a woman. Right. And it's not happening as much anymore. Yep. It's still... You know why? Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. Time's up. Time's yeah. up. You're getting yeah. booked. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Am I getting booked? Me too. Okay, great. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, but when you uh, pop this baby on, you got 20 days till opening day. Thanks for listening and check in next week when we do part two with Tom. We love you guys. Love you so much. Stay nasty. And go Red Legs. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.